Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes and Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. Uh, and the topic you've selected this week, why embrace suffering, is a difficult one. Because let's face it, nobody wants to suffer or see their loved ones suffer. And we always pray for healing for ourselves and for others. So start us off. What do you, you we mean when we say embrace suffering? Yeah, what, I think what I'm trying to say in this one is what we need to embrace is the effect that suffering has on us. You know, suffering for the sake of suffering is evil, but when you use it for its proper reason, it's meritorious. Uh, the specific cross that Christ sends you is tailor-made for you. If God sends you a cross, it's a sign either you need it, you deserve it, or he wants to um, get you to a certain uh, level of virtue in your life. Um, God, God puts people in our lives very often to sanctify us and we don't realize it you know it could be a spouse whose idiosyncrasies drive us crazy from time to time as we all know or a negative co-worker who always looks at the glass half empty that drives us crazy these people are put into our lives they're meant for our perfection and once you're willing to look past your own suffering and that defect that the person has you know you're on your way to attaining virtue Okay, so attaining the virtue is not instantaneous necessarily, right? It's a process. I mean, the first time we get the bad news, you have cancer, you know, we're devastated or disoriented and, and we want to flee. Why is this happening to me? And so acceptance, I guess, is the first step. And then as you evolve spiritually, you can embrace it. But, you know, I've learned, as you mentioned, uh, over the many years when a person really irritates me or gets under my skin, like you say, at work or in the community, I have to ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do with this person? And I believe sometimes a person is placed in our lives to teach us patience and forgiveness. Yeah, and it, ma it makes you better because knowing the right thing, staying the course, getting control of your lower, fa fa lower faculties is where you develop the virtue of fortitude because you have embraced something hard and difficult, no matter how long, no matter how hard or how ridiculous the person or situation is, I think that's one of the things that's important to, to realize. You know, my favorite, Sister Faustina Kowalska, in her diary, she wrote that Jesus constantly reminded her to focus in on my passion, on my suffering and death, the scourging, the crown of thorns, falling three times under the weight of the cross. Why, she said, because when you focus in on my passion, you will know what true love is. So by embracing our own suffering, we are aligning ourselves with the suffering Christ, who through the cross will lead us into eternal life with God. Yeah, and if we, if, if on the other hand, we live on the level of passions and feelings, we'll yeah. rebel against anything that doesn't go our way. You know, we'll sulk and make others, you know, make us and others around us miserable. You know, we'll complain, rationalize, and find any reason not to submit to the cross Jesus is sending us. It's only on the level of faith that we'll see these hardship, 
hardships as a as a really as a mark of God's favor in our lives. Yeah, I mean, what well, Jesus himself said in prayer, Father, let this cup pass from me. But through his divine nature, he completed this request by saying, not my will, but your will be done. And that's part of all of this, right? Yeah, it's so well said. It's it's the will of God that we must love, not the thing that's happening to us. It's beyond the power of unaided human nature to love the cross. Therefore, it requires a supernatural means to attain it. You know, the way to do that is prayer, particularly during temptation. The, th- the saints thank God for their aches and pains rather than complain. We should try to do it. And, and you'll see how it, it brings heaven uh, down here on earth. This is a good topic for Lent also, Frank. And, you know, I, yes. it reminds me of the proverb, uh, uh, the discipline of the Lord, my son, disdain not, spurn not his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, and he chastises the son he favors. And when I hear that line, I always ask myself, why would God do that? Why would God chastise the son that he loves? And the answer is to draw that person closer to him. Right. And I always I always look at the uh, the example or the parallel of, of great athletes. They they work extremely hard to reach the top of their profession. They embrace the suffering and pain because they will realize it will lead them to greatness. And it takes a great coach to push them because even though you think you're pushing yourself to the limit, great coaches always get more out of you. And you see that uh, today. People have have trainers and stuff like that. They don't think they can go any further. And they, they, they still have more left. I think St. Paul uses the example of the spiritual life as a marathon. And he says in Timothy, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. When you finish the race of life, hopefully all the sacrifices and hardships that you endured will lead you into the arms of Jesus Christ who waits for you at the finish line. Oh, I love that. And I have to tell you, I have a close friend of mine who has been suffering for years. I mean, for five years, five years ago, he had he had cancer diagnosed and then he suffered a stroke after the treatment and then the cancer returned again and he has been through it and it just never seems to get better. But everyone that knows him, his wife and his best friends, see the light of healing in his eyes. He has a great attitude, although he, he did admit to me recently that it gets to be rough. And it's tiresome and he wants it to end already. But I hope, like your example said, that he'll be embraced by the Lord very soon when he re- when this is all over. Yeah, it's so true what you're saying. And like you said, at this time during Lent, you know, when we're tempted to give up on our you know, on our fast or what we've given up or what we've what we try to do extra during Lent, it, it just pushes you that much, that much harder and that much further to go to go deeper into you know your Lenten experience. Well, I hope you're not suffering, Frank, tonight, or, or any of our friends that are listening. And folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. And if you have a topic for us, by all means, send us a note. Let us know what's on your mind. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? Thanks. God bless you. You can hang in. <laughs>